Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Heil Silver, the Lone Ranger. companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! I'm Silver! Billy Dunbar had served only six months of a two-year prison sentence on a cattle wrestling charge when he was called before the warden and handed a very unexpected parole. But, warden, I don't understand. I've only served six months of my sentence. Yes, that's right, Billy. You're a lucky young fellow. But how did it happen? Well, I can't tell you all of it, only part. Somebody took enough interest in your case to look up facts the jury didn't bother with. He found enough evidence in your favor to warrant the parole, but not a pardon. And I'm to go free? Well, you're on parole. That means for one year you're still under sentence. If you commit a crime or don't behave yourself in any way, you can be brought back here without a trial. And if that happens, Billy, 
You'll have to serve your full two years, understand? Oh, you don't have to worry about that, Warden. Now, you go to the town of Falstaff. See Jim Wheeler. He's the boss of the stage line, and he needs a strong young fellow to drive stage. He'll give you the job. Warden, does he know... Uh, about your prison record? Yes, sir. Yes, Jim Wheeler knows all about it. But he'll keep it to himself as long as you behave. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's good. I can make a fresh start if people don't know I'm a jailbird. Is, uh... Is Mr. Wheeler the one who helped get my parole? No, Wheeler didn't have nothing to do with it. And he don't know who did. But Billy, take this. What? What? Why, this is a bullet. Yes, Billy, it's a bullet, all right. Only it's a lot different than other bullets. It's a silver bullet. Hang on to it, Billy. And remember one thing. Yeah? If anybody ever shows you a bullet exactly like that one, tell him anything he wants to know. Do anything he tells you to do. The following day, Billy Dunbar rode into Falstaff and introduced himself to Jim Wheeler, who greeted him warmly. Well, Billy, you look like the man I need, all right. <laughs> now, this stage run to Dover is no primrose path. No, I'm ready to try it, sir, if you'll give me the chance. I'm giving it to you. You'll take the stage out tomorrow night. Now, come over to the office and meet Taz Foster. Yes, sir. Foster's my bookkeeper. You'll have to check all passengers, baggage, and mail with him before you start out on the run each time. Oh, don't be like that, Ethel. Just one little kiss. Come on, just one. <laughs> Tess Foster, I've got a good mind to slap your face. Ethel, just what is it you got against me? I'm not bad looking. I'm a good spender. Too good a spender, if you ask me. What do you mean by that? You spend more than Uncle Jim pays you. And if Uncle Jim wasn't so blind, he'd find out how you do it. That's nobody's business but mine. Well, well, Ethel... I didn't expect to find you here. I was waiting for you, Uncle Jim. Ethel, I want you to meet Billy Dunbar. Billy, this is my niece. Howdy, How do you do? And, uh, Billy, meet Taz Foster, my bookkeeper. Hello, Foster. Howdy. Billy's taking the driving job, Taz. I told him he'd have to check through you before he started on a run. I'll teach him the ropes, Jim. Just leave it to me. <laughs> Uncle Jim? Yes, Ethel? Mr. Dunbar doesn't take the stage run until tomorrow... Why don't you invite him to supper tonight? Perhaps he'd like to hear the new music box. <clears throat> well, it looks like you're invited, Billy. Oh, now, <laughs> now, that's right nice of you both, but I don't want to impose. When Ethel invites you, you're not imposing. We, we'd be delighted to have you. And uh, you'd better be there, Billy. We eat at seven. <laughs> then I'll be there. Almost a year later, Tonto, the Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, waited alone beside a campfire several miles from the town of Falstaff. 
He had been there for two days and was beginning to get impatient when from over a wooded rise he saw approaching the familiar figure of his masked friend astride the great white stallion Silver. Sorry I was delayed. Me think maybe they're trouble. Oh, there wasn't any trouble, Tonto. I had to be careful. The warden didn't want anyone to know that he had sent for me. Oh, uh, saddle up, Tonto. We're traveling. Uh, me saddle. Easy, so they just come. Steady, follow that. Why warden send for you? Tonto, a year ago, we helped a young fellow named Billy Dunbar get a parole. Oh, me remember. Him drive stagecoach now. Yes, that's right. Well, his parole is due to expire at midnight tonight. Ordinarily, he'd be a free man after that. But, Tonto, I'm afraid Billy might have to go back to serve the rest of his term. Oh, him break parole? The warden tells me Billy's suspected of looting mail sacks he carried on the stagecoach, taking money from them. Oh, how warden know that? Jim Wheeler, the boss of the stage line, wrote to the warden. He said he didn't have actual proof that Billy robbed the sacks, but all the evidence pointed to him. Oh, Dunbar in jail? Oh, not yet, but he may be by midnight. Huh? I mean, not savvy. Unless Billy can be proved entirely innocent in the next few hours, he can be considered a parole breaker and as such be returned to serve out his term. Oh, and what we do? I'm going to talk to Billy, try to get the facts from him. If he's innocent, we may be able to help him. Uh, we go town at Falstaff? We'll camp near there. I want you to go into town and bring him out. I'll mount up and we'll get on our way. Uh, not much time left. Get him up, Come in, Billy. Hello, Ethel. Where's your Uncle Jim? Isn't he at the stage office? No, he's not. I thought I might find him at home. Is anything wrong? Why do you ask that? Well, you look worried. What is it, Billy? Oh, well, I... I've got to get it off my chest. Though I hate to bother you about it, Ethel. Sit down, won't you? Something's going on, Ethel. Something that concerns me. But what it is, I don't understand or know about. How do you mean? For the past month, your Uncle Jim's been avoiding me. It's not because of you and me, is it? Why, of course not, Billy. He's never objected to me going with you. You must be mistaken. Until an hour ago, I thought maybe I was imagining it. But not now. About an hour ago? What happened then? Taz Foster informed me I'm not taking the stage out tonight. Then who is driving? Taz Foster. And I think I know why I was hauled off the box. You do? Why? There's a shipment of gold going out with it. $50,000 worth of it. How do you know that? I saw the clearance check laying on Taz Foster's desk. Just before he told me he's taking the stage. That's why I was pulled. Oh, but Billy, you must be wrong. Why on earth would Uncle Jim mistrust you? Oh, I... I don't know. Billy, you can't fool me. You have some idea why Uncle Jim has done this. What is it? If I told you, I'd lose you. Lose you forever. You'd kick me out of the house this minute. Tell me and see if I would. Oh, Billy, you know you can trust me. All right. All right, I'll tell you. See this? 
It's a bullet. Yeah, it's a bullet. A silver bullet. And there's a long story behind it, Ethel. And that's the story, Ethel. I'm a jailbird on parole. But the silver bullet, you said that had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. The warden gave it to me the day I was paroled. He said that if a man ever showed me a bullet like this one, I should answer any questions he asks and do anything he tells me to do. What did he mean by it? I don't know. But I've got a feeling it had a lot to do with my being paroled. Ah... If it did, I, I sure wish somebody would show up mighty quick with a twin brother of this silver bullet. But why? If anything happens to me before midnight, I go back to prison to serve the rest of my sentence. Oh, but now I've told you about my, my record, I guess it won't matter much if I do go back. You think I'm through with you? You'd have every reason to be. That's where you're wrong, Billy, and I'll prove it. Prove it? What do you mean? You go back to the stage office this very minute and demand that Uncle Jim put you back on the run. But, Ethel, I can't Either go you into... go back and demand the run, or I break our engagement now. All right. What's the answer? I'll take that stage out tonight. And you can depend on it, Ethel. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the stage office, Taz Foster, the bookkeeper, found himself in a threatening situation as he faced a very cool but determined man. Listen, Davis, I told you never to come around here. Now get out. Cool off, Foster. I'm giving the orders, not you. I've come to collect. Savvy? Please, Davis. Jim Wheeler might walk in here any minute and he'd start asking me questions. I'll, I'll meet you uptown later. I'm not budging until I get my money, all 5000 of it. If I don't get it, I'm waiting around for Jim Wheeler. I think he might be interested in who's been looting the mail sacks. Now, Taz, do you pay that gambling debt or not? All right, Davis. I'll pay you. Good. I thought you would. I'll pay up on one condition. And there'll be a lot more than $5,000 in it for you if you agree. Let's hear it. I'm taking the stage out tonight. You? Yeah. And there's going to be 50000 in gold aboard. Now, if you and your partner, Blaze Monroe, would hold me up in Coyote Pass, we can split it three ways. Holy smoke. How about it, Davis? It's a deal, Taz. It's a deal. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Billy Dunbar had been pulled off his stage run on the eve of a big gold shipment, and Taz Foster had been assigned to drive it through to Dover in his place. And by this sudden change, Taz saw an opportunity to enrich himself and square a debt with a gambler named Davis, who had threatened to expose him to his employer. At the moment, Taz was outlining his plan to Davis in the office of the stage company. It'll look like the real thing. I'll come driving into Coyote Canyon, and you and Blaze Monroe ride out and fire a few shots over the coach. I'll pull up, and you grab the mail sack. Suppose some of the passengers decide to shoot it out with us. Well, uh, being as how I'm carrying a heavy money cargo, I'll see they're all disarmed before we start. <laughs> I'll say it's a precaution, just in case one of them might be an owl hoot. All right, Taz. Then we'll meet in town tomorrow and split it three ways. And 50000 makes a big split for the three of us. You better do it. Now go see Blaze Monroe and explain things to him. Where's Mr. Wheeler? He's not back yet, Dunbar. If you're getting ready to take the stage out, you can forget it, Taz. What do you mean by that? I'm taking it out myself. Who says you are? I say I am. I'm waiting here until Mr. Wheeler comes in, and I'm telling him the same thing. It won't do you no good, Dunbar. Hey, who's this? Oh. Oh, what do you want, Engine? Uh, me want to see Billy Dunbar. Well, there he is. I'm Billy Dunbar. Oh, here, let me show you something. I... Hey, where'd you get that? Oh, you, you got one? Yeah, just like it. If anybody ever shows you a bullet like this one, tell him anything he wants to know. Do anything he tells you to do. What's the matter, Dunbar? I, nothing. Nothing important. You come now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with you. Ah, good. We go now. Hey, what's this all about? If I don't get back in time, forget what I said about me taking out the stage. Well, can you beat that? Can't even tie it. I don't know what to make of it, but it gives me a darn good idea. What do you mean? If Billy Dunbar's not back by the time the stage gets stuck up, we've got a goat to hang it on. A short time later... Billy Dunbar sat face to face with the Lone Ranger in a camp a few miles from Falstaff. When Tano told me it was the Lone Ranger who'd help me out of the, my troubles, I couldn't believe it. You're not out of your troubles yet, Billy. Unless we can prove your innocence in the next three hours, you'll have to go back to prison. I realize that, sir. But what can we do? From what you've told me, I'm convinced that Taz Foster must be the one who looted the mail sacks. He could have done it all right. Just switched sacks on me after I'd signed the receipts. If Mr. Wheeler had told me I was suspected, I could have pointed that out to him. It's too late for that now. now listen carefully and follow my instructions. Yes, sir. We'll ride with you to Falstaff. Don't you appear at the stage office until after the stage has left town. And don't tell anyone where you've been. Not even Ethel? No, not even Ethel. It's uh, starting to get dark now, and the stage leaves in about an hour. We've got to hurry. But why are you going to Falstaff? I want to check on that gambler you saw in the stage office today. You mean Davis? Yes. There's no doubt he had a reason for talking with Taz Foster during office hours. I want to find out what the reason is. Come on, Toto. Horse is ready. Easy, sir. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Look, Blaze, here it comes. A right in shooting. Get up there. Get up. Come on. Right up there. Right up. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't make any funny moves and no one will get hurt. 
I'll throw down them mail sacks. There's only one. Throw it down. Be quick about it. All right. Here it is, but don't shoot. I got it. Now you get going. And don't try to follow us. Get up there. Get on. Get on there. Get up. Get up. <laughs> that was as easy as taking candy from a baby. And he's fool enough to think we're going to split with him. He's a bigger fool than I thought. <laughs> we're splitting nothing with him. Well, let's start moving, Blaze. He'll turn the stage back this way any minute now. Where are we head for? Uh, Denver's our next stop. <laughs> Put up your hand. What? Get him up. Let him have it, Blaze. Oh! Now don't try that again. Now dismount and keep those hands up. All right, steady. <laughs> Grab the mail sack, Toto. Oh, we got it. Who are you? The law? Strike a match, Toto, while I disarm them. Uh-huh. Hey, you're the engine who rode off with Billy Dunbar. Look, this other hombre's masked. He's an owl hoot. We're being robbed. You got guns? Yes, Toto. I'll get the horses. Uh-huh. You get them. Now that you've taken our guns and a mail sack, what are you holding us for? Why don't you and your redskin pals skin out and leave us be? We're taking both of you along with us. To where? Back to Falstaff. I think both of you are in for a big surprise when you get there. Meanwhile, Billy Dunbar had returned to Falstaff and now faced his employer, Jim Wheeler, and Jim's niece, Ethel. Oh, Billy, why won't you tell us where you went with the Indian? And what it was he showed you that made you change your mind? Please, Billy, for my sake, tell us. Foster told us all about you walking out of here with an Indian, Billy. I can't tell you. Maybe later I can, but not now. But I'd like you to tell me why you didn't let me know you thought I was stealing from the mail sacks, Mr. Wheeler. Tell him, Uncle Jim. Billy, it was because you and Ethel were planning to get married, that's why. I didn't want to bust it up until I was certain. And you still have no proof I did, and you know it. Then tell me how you know I suspected because you. Because I... No, I can't tell you that either. Then, sorry as I am to do it, I'm going to turn you over to the sheriff. I haven't committed any crime. I know we can't prove you stole from the mail sacks, but the evidence is not in your favor, Billy. And keeping company with strange Indians isn't in your favor either. Oh, Billy, you've got to explain or you'll have to go back that to prison. That's right, Billy. In a half an hour from now, your parole expires. If I don't do something before then, you'd be a free man under the law. But I promised the warden I'd send you back if you didn't behave yourself. And by golly, Billy, I'm aiming to do it. It's my duty. Then I... I guess I'll just have to take my medicine. Unless... Unless what? What? A mask man. I'll reach for a gun, Wheeler. Don't shoot, please. Oh, don't be afraid. He won't hurt you. He's my friend. Friend? You mean this bandit is a friend of yours? I'm here to help all of you. Especially Billy. Oh, I knew you'd come, mister. Now they'll... They'll know I didn't take the money from the mail sacks. But what are you talking about? I'll explain, Mr. Wheeler. There's not much time, so I'll have to make it brief. But you've got to do as I say. And if you do, I'll prove who stole the money. It's not Billy. There's a stage now. Hurry or I'll see both of you. Come on, Billy, into the next room. Yes, sir. He's coming. Now, don't let on that we know anything's happened, Uncle Jim. No, I won't. Jim! Why, Taz, what in tarnations happened? The stage was robbed. Robbed? The gold was taken? Yes, sir, every bit of it. Where did it happen, Taz? In Coyote Pass. Two sidewinders rode in shooting. I didn't have time to do anything. You were smart, Taz. I, I don't want any driver of mine to risk his life. But, Tim, I know who did it. You do? 
Who, Taz? You're going to be mighty surprised when I tell you, Ethel. Though I don't think your Uncle Jim will be. He suspected him right along. Who are you talking about? It was Billy Dunbar and that engine who came here to see him. I made them both out with the light of the lantern swinging on the stage. But, Taz, it couldn't have been Billy. That's what you think, but I know. I saw him. You made a mistake, Taz. A mighty big mistake. How do you mean I made a mistake? Billy has been right here for the last hour and a half. Billy! Yes, Mr. Wheeler? I'll be a son of a gun. I'd have swore it was you, Dunbar. I I was sure. Yeah, I bet you were. Now, maybe it was an honest mistake. It was dark, and the lantern don't make much light. That's right. That must have been it. I I just made a mistake. I'll let you take a look at a couple of other fellows. Maybe you'll change your mind about who you saw. Bring him in, masked man. They are, Mr. Wheeler. Davis, Blaze Monroe. Were these the men who held you up? No, 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 not them. Who are you? Who I am isn't important. Right now, we're interested in the stage robbery. Otto, the mail sack. Ah, yeah. Here, mail sack. That Indian. Taz, is this the mail sack taken by the bandits? Well, it looks like it. It's the one you rode out with, Taz. It's the one that held the gold. The seal hasn't been broken. You open it up, Mr. Wheeler. Sure thing. But don't savvy. Uh, the seal's broken. All right, dump it out on the table. I'll empty it, all right. It's full of stones. There's no gold in here. The gold's gone. Say, what's going on here? How'd those rocks get in there? That's what I want to know. And I aim to find out. Shouldn't be any trouble to find out, Jim. Just ask Blaze Monroe and Davis there. And maybe the masked man and his engine friend. They ought to know. Are you a dirty double-crosser? Steady, steady, Davis. Not so fast. So you're trying to hang it all on me and Davis, huh, Taz? Well, it won't work. What are they talking about, Taz? Yes, what's this all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. Taz Foster owed me and Blaze money, a lot of money. Gambling debts. He's been losing for a long time. But until lately, he's been paying up by stealing from mail sacks. That's a lie. It's not a lie. It's the truth and we can prove it. When he couldn't pay up anymore, we threatened to tell you who'd been stealing. So Taz suggested the three of us go in together on a fake robbery of the stage tonight. And if it hadn't been for the masked armory and the Indian button in, we were going to split the gold three ways. I don't believe either one of you. You're right, Jim. They're lying. If you were going to split the money, where is it? I can answer that. Here, open this sack. Gee, where did that one come from? Open it up. I've had enough of this. No masked man's got... Oh, he's gone like for his gun. Look out! He's got gun. Now, Wheeler... Open the sack. Right. I'll open it pronto. There. The gold? Well, I'll be... It's the gold, all right. I guess that's all the proof you want. Now, if you come along with Toto and me, we'll take these three crooks to the sheriff. Mister, I'll do anything you say. You've convinced me beyond a doubt. All right, get moving, you three. Ethel, you and Billy stay here and look after this gold. I'll be back after we get these critters behind bars. We'll watch it, Mr. Wheeler. Oh, Billy, I'm so mixed up. I don't know yet how it happened. (laughs) What else do you want to know, Ethel? Did Taz Foster switch the mail sacks? Was he going to double-cross those two gamblers? No, honey, he didn't switch the sacks. The masked man switched them before the stage pulled out of town. He figured what the three of them were up to and knew they'd confess if they thought there'd been a double-cross. Billy... Billy. Uh, it's midnight, honey. Your parole's ended. Oh, Billy, I'm the happiest girl in the world. Oh, I'm plenty happy myself. 
Thanks to the masked man and Tonto. They're your friends? The best friends I ever had. But, but who is the masked man? He's the Lone Ranger. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.